Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week, we are joined by our third co host, Cody Moffitt. It's the upgrade. <laughs> What's up, guys? The upgrade from who? I mean, the, the deal is, last time you were on, well, maybe it was two times ago. I can't remember, but two, like at some point on this podcast, you announced your intention to 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 usurp one of our mm. one of our one of the seats on the podcast. I don't recall that. That must have been somebody else. Really. I did remember I mean, references like, to a vinyl a violent overthrow of the podcast and a groundswell of support from the fans. I would never say that about one of my oldest friends. It's <laughs> <laughs> mm, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Plus, I'm starting to think John's the weaker of the two. <laughs> <laughs> you're just, uh, you're just eyeing to see. The seeds of discord have been sown. Yeah. yeah. Um, we're also going to review the Batman. Um, and I was thinking about this earlier, Cody. I don't know if you've I I saw this back when it came out, and now it, it's what a month, <laughs> two months later, and it's gonna be real hard for me to remember all the details. Oh, don't worry, I've forgotten them too. So <laughs> okay, great. The audience <laughs> is in for a treat. <laughs> we're just gonna talk, we're just gonna speak in general about this movie. <laughs> um, so the Christian yeah, Bale shows up. What? Uh, well, no. Uh, <laughs> Toby, Toby McGuire. Toby McGuire shows up. That's insane. Came in, Doc Ock. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, that's that's later. But first, what have you guys been up to this week? I have. uh, I've gotten into Fortnite, dude. Again, bro. (laughs) What? Are are you are you playing on Xbox? Yeah, I'm playing on Xbox. I was thinking about getting back into it. Oh, yeah. Because the building's gone, and I like that idea. Yeah, they've got the new non-build mode, which I heard about on some other podcasts, and I'm like, I hated when people would build and kill me in Fortnite four years yeah. ago. So, I mean, this is the thing. I was still good enough to win, but it yeah. was like I, if someone was a master builder and then, would, you know, in two seconds go and build an entire tower, I'm like, I don't know what I'm I can't. Yeah, they hear you hear you hear uh, they hear gunshots, and all of a sudden you're just in a maze, and you're like, "What? Where? Yeah. Where are you going? <laughs> Why?" I think Fortnite is playing some kind of like mind game with us all, because I hadn't played it for like four years, and Same. the first match back, I got the victory royale. Yes. So then, like, I'm like, "Okay, that's cool." I quit for a while. Then my, some of my friends started playing it. We got like five victory royales like in a row, like playing trios, no build. And so, then all of a sudden, like the competition showed up <laughs> and we just started losing. So I think well, like, are they putting bots in the game or something? For a while, or? there were bots in the game randomly. Like there would be, if the lobbies didn't fill, there were bots in the game. Interesting. Uh, I don't know if that's the case anymore, but it was usually real apparent who was a bot because you just come up beside them and they'd just be like chopping down a tree and you're <laughs> literally right beside them. Well, these people were at least trying. 
I figured we were just like stomping eight year olds, which I, want, I was fine with. Like, it should be great. I, I would mean, love at that. the same time, I feel like there are probably some eight year olds that can probably, you know, just stomp, stomp everyone. Listen, those, those reaction you have times. To, well, you got to yeah, put those yeah. eight year olds in their place. So, they were born in Fortnite. I was thinking, like, what if. <laughs> Straight into it. What if. <laughs> <laughs> they, whenever you joined back in, came back from your, like, from your... your My your, hiatus. Yeah, back from your hiatus. What sabbatical. If, you gotta say sabbatical. Yeah, there's sabbatical. sound like you were <laughs> doing important work. <laughs> what if they had, like, forgotten what your skill level was, and then skill-based matchmaking just goes, we don't know what skill level this guy is. Start him at the bottom. That's what I think happened. Maybe. Yeah, probably. So, like, they I mean, start everybody at the bottom because all my friends each started playing, like, independently, and they each got, like, a victory royale. Like, and I'm not good. <laughs> Some of them might be, but, like, I know I'm not. I mean... So, I think it's a seduction that, that Epic Games is playing on all of us. Mm, mm. Well, it is interesting. I'm, Sometimes I do feel I'm ready like to be seduced. Those first couple of... Uh, <laughs> Those couple of matches, like whenever you come come like the first match of the day or whatever, I do feel like a lot of times that match goes particularly well, you know. So that would I mean, be interesting. I, I always feel like that with like Call of Duty too, but I think it's just because I'm like actually paying attention, and yeah, then by awake. like the fifth match, I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your eyes are gone bloodshot. You can't see yeah. out of here. Peripherals. No reaction time at all. I feel I feel like it's like Tinder level psychological manipulation going on. Like Probably. they have a I room mean, of experts that are like scientifically they? like because I felt really good. I'm like I like this game. It makes me feel good. I'm a winner. I mean that's a hundred percent like what, like you know what casinos do and stuff. You know. Yeah, they're pumping like fresh oxygen in. Yeah. You know sunlight. Yeah. Fortnite has found a way to pump oxygen through your television. <laughs> They don't show any <laughs> clocks on your walls. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, can, you can never figure out what time it is. Yeah, the sun will come up and you, you have no idea. You're like, how, did, how is that even possible? <laughs> <laughs> All your currency has changed to tokens, V-Bucks. Yeah. It's, it's just V-Bucks. It's, it's, it's nothing true. just a casino. Oh, my goodness. Outrageous. That's what it is. I mean, Chris, so this week, my, yeah. my big thing this week that I've been up to was uh was I tried I attempted to dive into the realm of retro gaming and I mm. say I say retro but I don't feel like it's that retro <laughs> you know it's like oh this is like this isn't like I'm not going back to like Pac-Man you know I'm going okay. back to like uh I was attempting to to purchase a game that I heard was available uh and I was like this can't be real like somebody referenced a Jet Set Radio uh Vita port and okay. I was like, how is, the, how is that a thing? And so like, I Googled it. And I was like, no, it's real. It's, it exists. And so I get on my, my Vita, and uh, I was like, okay, let me, let me just go to the store and search for this thing and buy this. Not that simple. Not that simple. I had to, I had to get onto my, my other like, Sony account, like on my phone, add the funds there, but then that didn't work. And so then I, what I ended up having to do was uh, I had to add a gift card. Like I bought a gift card from a digital gift card from like Target or whatever, which has actually worked out great because I got a discount on it. Like I'm on sale, and uh, and then I added that to my account and was able to purchase it that way. Okay. Um, 
And then I started playing. I was like, oh, man, this game is fantastic. I love it. It's, I haven't played this since the Dreamcast days. And it was awesome. And I was like, okay, well, do, is there like an Xbox version? Apparently, there was an Xbox version that came out for 360, an HD version. Um, and I was like, okay, well, I need to, I need to own this. And so I get get onto my my Xbox, not purchasable via the Xbox. It, it it's on there on the store. You can see it, but it's like this bundle is unavailable. And I was like, what what does this mean? So I got on my phone and did some like research, and apparently it's only available through the Legacy 360 store via like your 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 other devices, like your your web browsers. Good grief, dude. And, but then once you bought it there, then you could download it onto your Series X or whatever. And I was just what? like, okay, what? I was, so I tried to do it on my phone. And I clicked the button and just spinning wheel, spinning wheel. And it's, and it's an old 360, like Xbox 360 green spinning wheel. So it's just like hideous. And I was like, this is, this is terrible. It's, and it would never go anywhere. It would always error out and it wouldn't like actually purchase it. And I was like, well, it may not be possible. Let me try on my desktop. So I got on my desktop, opened Safari and it went through. Like I, I had to like turn off my, my pop-up blockers, which I'm sure was what was the problem for the phone. Oh, because like old school pop-ups would like you know it like forces a whole new instance of uh, the uh, yeah. of the Safari, and so your phone can't do that. And then it had to like once you like say yes on the pop-up, it would like unenable that and go back to the other page, and it would load there. So like I had to like do jump through all these hoops. Finally, purchased it on on Xbox and uh, was playing it on Xbox as well. So I've been playing some Jet Set Radio. The majority of my time with that game though has been attempting to purchase it. So, so like, a picture of you juggling like four or five devices. That's it's like some kind of like always sunny Pepe Silvia thing. Like you've got like the yarn up. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, but you got to go to the web browser over here and click the button there. And then you can download her on your Xbox over I'm there. I wonder why they've made it so difficult to buy that particular game. I mean, it's and it's absurd because like Chris was like, uh, you asked about or after I told oh, you yeah. that you asked about the game Fear, Fear 1, uh, F-E-A-R. Fear one. Yeah, I can't first remember. First recon. For. I don't even know what it's called. It doesn't first matter. First encounter. Assault the, recon. Or there like it that. is. There it is. Uh, so that game, and uh, but like apparently that game, they just delisted. Like it's it's it, you, backwards compatible. Yeah. Like if you have the game, you can play it. <laughs> They've gone through your, all the testing. In fact, it has a frames per second boost, Chris. Yeah, but that you can't be can't buy it at all. It's been delisted from the store. Is this no like a music rights thing? Like, what's going on with that? I like, don't know. No idea. So, like, the only way to buy it is if I buy a physical copy of it, which because I'm pretty sure I played this game at some point, and I'm pretty sure I had the digital copy at some point, and it's just not there anymore. Man. I think I have it on Steam, and I've never installed it. Dude, the Fear franchise was, at least when it came out, was one of my favorites. It was good. Scared, oh, scared okay. me. Did it was, you? And it was a fun first-person shooter. It was actually good. Good mechanics. Felt good. Chris, I live alone. I can't just be playing these scary shooters by myself. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you just have to play in the middle of the day so that you have enough time to process what you just played. Just you let, it, let it boil over until night. Yeah. You, well, no, I'm just saying you can't. <laughs> I agree with you. You can't just like play it and then go to straight to bed. Chris. <laughs> so, so I've got those blink cameras around my house. Yeah. Like two or three months ago, I saw at like 3 a.m. two deer. I, I live in the suburbs. Two deer walked up to my bathroom window and were just staring into it at 3 a.m. Oh my gosh. 
I can't be playing Fear at Night, Chris. What was what was in your bathroom at 3 a.m. to look at? I don't know. Maybe I drank a lot of water or something, but I think I just left a light on, and they're like, what is this? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, they, it wasn't easy for them either. They had to, like, go over the shrubbery to, like, get to. So in our, uh, <laughs> in our old house, um, before we moved into this one, Dee Dee and I, uh, we were asleep one night, and it wasn't a big house. And so you could kind of like hear everything that happened in it. And I think the reason that this house, like it doesn't like, it's not these things like this don't happen because I can't hear all of it, which is maybe good or bad. I don't know. Um, whenever <laughs> I'm laying in bed, but uh, this as long one as night, you don't think about what you're not hearing, that, I mean, if I don't fine. know about the ghostly things happening, it's fine. I don't get scared. Um, but uh, my keys we are were, just in a different place. Every time I wake up in the morning, Laying in bed, and we heard the the <laughs> loudest racket I have ever heard in my entire life. Uh, metal bang, thud thing happened, and I was like, it was scared the living daylights out of me. And I grabbed my bat, uh, that's the only thing I had, and I literally, I like ran around the house, and I could not find what made this, it sounded like someone had thrown a rock like just on some something that made noise. Anyway, Chris, did this happen after a, a particularly intense gaming session of fear? No, you no, just, it did not. I don't. He's I just don't hallucinating think. in his house. Yeah, yeah. Oh uh, my god. <laughs> ended up though, like finally, because like in the kitchen, off the kitchen, there was the uh, washer and dryer, and I didn't look in there because what person, like who would break into a house and then hide on top of the washer and dryer? You know, like. Anyway, I end up looking in there, and what had happened was the shelf had fallen down, mm -hmm. and the big, gigantic jugs of uh, fabric softener and uh, full bottle of detergent had just fallen onto the washer and dryer yeah. and made this gigantic <clears throat> sound. I mean, those things are like giant drums. Like, they're mostly <clears throat> hollow, you know? Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's, again, scared the living daylights out of me could you okay. have slept if you hadn't figured out what the source no. was no no <laughs> definitely not could you i don't know i That's think i've I like <laughs> <laughs> i think there's like i've been living alone for a little bit now and like i think I, i'm just getting used to just like weird sounds and i'm just like mm. maybe i'll die i don't know we'll see <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the nighttime is weird. I I have had similar things happen before, like where like I've been like all the way like down, and then like you just hear the loudest thing, and we're just like, what just like half the house is gonna like gonna be gone, and you come up and it's literally just like some a few things fell onto the washer and dryer, because it's just it's just like a giant drum. Yeah, you guys got to quit putting stuff over your washer and dryer, dude. It's well, a got dangerous place. <laughs> I've got things here. They're in. They're in some cabinets. So like, there's there's nothing fall unless the cabinets unless will the fall. Cabinets fall. <laughs> See, but the other thing is like the washer and dryer also like vibrate. Like they shake. Like because like yeah. there's there's a level of rotation happening with them, and so like sometimes the, yeah sometimes they'll like be up against the wall maybe and loose yeah. and stuff and lock it off the shelves. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know what don't happens know. with those things. Yeah, it's just know. a bad. I don't put stuff over it. Just put it on the ground. Yeah. But now I'm just upstairs, and uh, I can't hear anything in the rest of the house, and then it's probably a good thing. 
But Chris, what have you been up to this week? Ghost story podcast. So the uh, yeah, I mean, I, I end up talking about sports more and more than often than I should probably on this podcast. But today was MLB opening day. Super pumped about it. Um, it I was a St. Louis Cardinals fan, so uh, something I've been waiting for 10 years happened. Pujols, Albert Pujols, was back in the Cardinals uniform and uh, playing for the Cardinals again. Uh, so uh, he left after the 2011 World Series and never came back until now. So uh, I'm excited about that. It's his last season, uh, Adam Wainwright's last season, and uh, Yadier Molina's last season. Dude, so, end uh, of an era, man. I know. It's crazy. Like that, That's like an end of an era for like all of baseball, you know? It's just like, I oh, know. my goodness. That's a... That's a Quite the uh, quite the loss. So I know it's nuts. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I was I'm pumped about that. Baseball's back. I'm going to be watching or listening to that every single day, which is I mean it's crazy. I don't know. Like it's weird. Uh, it's the only sport that I follow like literally on a daily basis, and um, it's kind of like when it's gone. It's like I don't even like. I don't know what to do, you know. I don't like know who it's, I am. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, when it when it is on, when it is happening, I it's like just always on. I know what I'm doing. I'm watching the baseball game, like, and then I do other things. I, I'm honestly more productive when baseball's happening because I just turn on the the baseball game and then do a bunch of stuff around the house. Versus like it, if it's not happening, I turn on a movie and I'm I watch the movie or you know, like, yeah, you can't just like walk away from no. that and catch up. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I mean, because like a movie doesn't announce to you like with the crack of a bat that something interesting What's is going to happen. And, yeah, you know, <laughs> right. You hear that sound that, and you're like, oh, 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 was that? Unless it's a movie like whenever I'm like, it has to be a movie that I've seen a million times. Yeah. You know, for me to be able to zone out on it, you know. You just need movie announcers. That'd be cool. <laughs> we should start that. And Bruce Wayne is going going long. <laughs> so yeah, he jumps in the Batmobile. That's what I've been up to. <laughs> Another successful origin story. <laughs> Bruce's they bring in parents like the, are dead. Uh, they pipe in the crowd. The crowd crowd sounds. <laughs> <laughs> peanuts! Peanuts! <laughs> Um. All right. Well. Cool, Chris. I. Uh, I love it. So what? What? Uh, uh, are we doing the news? The news. That was very abrupt. The news. I mean, it's these transitions. I feel like we've gone from They're ghost stories worse. to baseball to news to retro gaming. I don't know where we're at with this podcast. It's awesome. <laughs> all right. So. Uh, John, you had this news. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild sequel delayed to spring 2023. When was that? I didn't even know. Was it supposed to come out this year? Yeah, it was supposed to come out uh, uh, holiday this year. I guess probably finished Breath of the Wild. And by all reports, like everybody was, everybody felt pretty confident that it was going to happen, uh, that it was going to come out this year um, because it had already been delayed. <laughs> it was uh, delayed by a full year already. Why is it? Why has it been delayed again? Uh, just they need more time. Like they're saying, that, hey, mm. yeah, we want it. what it feels <laughs> oh, like whenever whenever he, he kind of talked about it. He was like, yes. And as everyone knows, we have a lot of things up in the sky this time around. And I was like, did we know that? Oh, no, I don't think anybody didn't. knew that besides you. We, we, we knew there was some stuff. Yeah. Like he, had the, he has the hand thing. That goes, 
he like shoots into the under right. thing and then he goes on top of it. It's, That's right. It's a whole but, thing. But like, it seems like the scope things. of this thing is way larger than I thought. Everybody knows. Everybody yeah, there are two, knows. There are two things you can always count on. One, they're going to tell you that they're working really, really hard on everything. You know, they're not lying. No, they're not. No, but like no one assumed that you weren't until now that you've told us that you are. It's like, ah, now I kind of question it. I don't know. Maybe you weren't before and now you are. I swear, uh, I swear to you guys. Yeah. We I are swear. working so hard. <laughs> I probably. <laughs> um, then the second thing is make wild assumptions about how plugged I am, plugged in I am to the details of this game. <laughs> I'm like, well, everyone knows that there's 57 different areas, and I'm like, oh, did we now? <laughs> That's because that particular developer is just so entrenched in the yeah. thing they're doing because they're working say. so hard. Yeah, the, yeah like, they're working so like, hard, this is something and everybody they, knows about it. That they talk about all the time. You know, they're, they're like they're having conversations about how it's all in like we have like a whole nother game in the sky. You know, it's and like it's just like this is not a detail that has been out there. And that's like yeah. I feel like that's what been a lot of times how you end up getting like leaks or how you end up getting like. Yeah strange details is that like some dev, dev who doesn't know they're not like it's not been announced a certain detail oh. about it they'll just like be like oh yeah of course that is true and then you're like wait excuse <laughs> me <laughs> so, it's in the sky didn't they start out one of the nintendo directs like last year or maybe even the year before time's weird now they started it out with like there's no zelda news yeah. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. like right <laughs> off the bat, like, <laughs> like straight up, they've been telling, like, and they told people before that too. Like, they announced like a week before <laughs> the that they they didn't have any Zelda news, but then people were like still like hyped up for the Zelda news, and then so they come out in the direct and like, so we're not gonna have any Zelda news. Hope you're excited for that later this year. <laughs> I think I remember tuning in specifically to get Zelda news. And then they, <laughs> they cut it off like right there. I was like, dang it. Dude, I feel like just pe people like uh, there was. Okay. So I did see like a couple weeks ago, there was somebody who intentionally became like, like uh, created a, a persona of a Nintendo leaker. And okay. So they did this. They started the process like like in the uh, earlier this year, like in January. And before the January direct, they like typed like a tweeted on a private Twitter account. They they like tweeted a bunch of stuff, just a bunch of like random stuff. And then after that that uh, that direct happened, they went back and they deleted all of the incorrect stuff. <laughs> and then they put the profile public and tweeted out a bunch of new predictions and leaks for like an upcoming Genius. one and everyone took it seriously and Genius. so then they wrote up like a, a they wrote up like an article of like here's how you become a, an insider uh, a <laughs> nintendo insider and like why you should never pay attention to nintendo insiders <laughs> was this an april fool's thing no they just did it for like they did it for that article because they were like they, they were tired of people like constantly being believing random twitter accounts it's <laughs> amazing it's so good <laughs> but yeah all that's right. that piece of news chris well what else do we have <laughs> oh my gosh uh, all right so uh back for blood which i've never played still um <laughs> it has a new expansion coming out called tunnels of terror it looks pretty cool chris this game you, looks be, you you this is the one amazing. you're in this is the one this is like this is your moment this is the moment where we all get How in and I, we do it okay great i'm fine with it how can i play though the expansion if i've never played the main game 
Uh, it's free on Game Pass, right? The deal is yeah. I haven't played the all of the main game either. Though. No, okay. Okay. I want to so, play the whole main game. That's a good, good, good. That's a good question, Chris. Uh, about how you, how like, is it like, is this just like, oh, it's a side thing, or do you have okay, to have well, completed it? You know, no, I'm just a little. I'm asking more of a theoretical question, not a actual like. How does how do I actually access this? I don't think you could <laughs> handle it, to be honest. You don't think I can? Oh, really? It looks it looks really gross in that video. Like it says it, uh, it it brings two new playable cleaners. New Ridden, New Ridden Hive areas, seven new legendary weapons, eight exclusive character skins, 12 new weapon skins, new cards, and more. That sounds like I'm a down. lot. I'm, I'm down. down. That sounds great. People don't seem to <laughs> like Back for Blood, and I don't get it. I love it. I don't it. know. I'm I think it's sweet. It. Dude, I, I had I had that uh there was a build that I had because like the card system is actually cooler than than I thought it was gonna be because I was like, ah, I don't know about this card system because that's something that left for for you know dead never had. Yeah. Um but like I got a bunch of things about like melee weapons, and so like oh, yeah. essentially I would just go in with a baseball bat and like have like unlimited baseball batting, you know? It's just yeah. like it was it was amazing. Like I would be regening health upon baseball bat hits and stuff. So like it was just it was a ridiculous uh a ridiculous uh loadout. So this expansion looks really gross in the video. Like grosser than the normal game? Grosser than the normal game. It looks really organic. Like the tunnels of terror appear to be like flesh tunnels of terror. Mm. Like like zombie tunnels like zombie like writhing like the zombies have tunneled into the yeah. earth like ants kind of but or, or more like there's just flesh tunnels in the earth or something dude that reminds me of the gears of war what gears of war was that i were think it was gears of war 2 are we going to the giant worm yeah oh, gross <laughs> yeah there's this giant worm that you go into and then you have to like saw chainsaw your way out yeah, you you have to like you know fight your way to 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 save someone or get something out of there and then get your yeah. way out and it was really yeah. disgusting. It was it was gross and amazing. Maybe you guys can handle it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Also, there was a uh, you know the Crystal Dynamics has announced a new Tomb Raider game that they're working on, which I'm excited okay. for. I mean, and that's like, so is this a new reboot or is this like a part of oh, the last? Uh, I would assume movie? it's a sequel. They didn't say anything about a reboot. See, I'm fine. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like I, I liked the first two of the trilogy. I never played the last one yet. Maybe that's something I need to well, do. They were, and this is the thing. They were always kind of positioning those as the beginning of her story, even like the third one. Mm. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like that was the final Lara Croft adventure ever. It was kind of like, that was like the trilogy of the beginning of her story. Makes sense. That makes sense. I've played like five to ten hours of each of the like newer Lara Croft games, and I mean like 2013 on, <laughs> and they're always really good. And then I just stop playing them. I don't know why. <laughs> well, they yeah. I mean, I don't know. Those kinds of games always kind of, and even Uncharted does this. Like they hit the, this like weird second act kind of lull for me. All of them do. Where it's like, okay, we've done the, we, like, we've figured out what this is, and now there's just like an, a spot in the game where you just got to put in some work. And I'm like, that's always the hump that I have to get over with them, too. Yeah, mm -hmm. there's like usually a choke point where I'm just like, it's, it's not fun anymore. It's too hard. <laughs> yeah. I'm not good You're... enough at this. <laughs> um, well, I think that's the news. 
All right, so uh, just because we wanted to, I don't know if we had any other reason, we're going to do a pick of the week. Pick of the week! Pick of the week! All right, Cody, what is your pick of the week? So I'm probably slow on this, but that show Peacemaker. Oh, yeah. Have you guys seen that? I have no, not. I haven't yet. Is it good? But I need to. It's really good. Uh, it's pretty funny. Like, even my dad saw me watching it, and he's like, I want to watch this show. So I, like, got HBO just so he could watch that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> How are you watching it before that? I think they had, like, one episode on, like, YouTube TV. Yeah, uh, they did. They, they like, get you with mm-hmm. one episode, and I'm they like, like... rope you in. Ah, this is so good. <laughs> the uh, awesome. I, I had just seen Suicide Squad. Yeah, I was about to say, how does it tie off of that? Because I loved that movie. That movie was really good. I don't think you have to watch it. Like, it, it ties into it a little bit, but not very much. Nice. I mean, because, like, I, I really enjoy it. Like, is the... Is the um, I guess is the tone and flavor of it like similar to that movie? Like, is that does it feel very? Uh, is it uh, is it a Suicide Squad like? <laughs> I'd say so. It's funnier though. Like John Cena is really campy and funny in this. Yeah, that's the interesting thing. Like, I liked it. Like, I like I liked his interplay with all the other characters in the Suicide Squad, but I didn't like his character. Like, you know how it is? Like, where you're just like, oh, I don't know if I can watch. That's why I haven't watched it yet. It's like, it's like I don't know if I want to see a full series of ju- of just this character or whatever. So I uh, haven't given it a shot yet. But uh, so is it, you know. He's almost a different character, but you kind of have like a character arc for him. Cool. Where he changes, you know. Yeah. As a good story should have. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing, like, you, uh, you know. I don't want to spoil that movie for Chris. I don't want to dive into it. Anyway, but yeah, I'm very into it, dude. I uh, I need to, need to check it out. I just haven't yet. Yeah, surprisingly good. I, and the intro is hilarious. It's that dance, right? I've seen the dance. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a cheesy, In cheesy like dance. A, a, an 80s song that was like made post-2000s. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love whenever that happens. Um, Chris, what's your pick of the week? Oh, my pick of the week. Uh, so there are three new Funko Pops coming out. They're up for pre-order right now on Amazon for $30 each. So if you want to spend $90, you can get the Duel of Fates Funko Pops. Wait, Since that's we- not one set? Like, that's, that's, it's, it's, it's three different ones? It is. Look how awesome that looks. Oh, it looks so cool. I saw it I all together and assumed that it was one. Nope. Oh, nine, no, ninety dollars for the whole thing. That's such a cool one, though. I know. In, I know. Inflation is really killing, killing us is, here. You know, it is. It's killing the Funko Pops, man. The vinyl, vinyl industry. Uh, you know? Is that a lot for Funko Pops? I don't know. Like, well, yeah, yeah it's I mean, got a stand too, though, right? It, what is that a stand with it too? Like they're bobbleheads, right? Well, they come. They come. Oh, here's the thing. Okay, I'm gonna like. They've done big sets like this before, so they've done like. Uh, movie scenes, so it's like here's a, a scene from Jurassic Park, or here's a scene from Iron Man, or something like that. And those sets are generally around like sixty dollars. They usually include like you know a couple of pops. Technically, uh, they have the vehicles, which have, are have tended to be around like you know forty five, forty dollars, something like that, depending. And then a regular Funko Pop, you know, can range anywhere between like fifteen to twenty bucks, usually like minimum retail. Okay. 
So 30 for each of these does feel a lot. Um, and especially since it's $90 for the whole thing. Yeah, what are you going to do? Get two of them, you know? <laughs> right. Or one. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can, okay, you can get, get away with Darth Maul in that set. Like, if you love Darth Maul and you just want that Darth Maul, you could get it. But I feel like great. he's the only, I'm looking at this, he's the only one. Like, yeah. why would you ever want the rest of these unless you are going to take them or can take them off the base? Yeah. But, like, uh, some of the other things you can't really take off the base. Not, it's not recommended. Like, you, the wouldn't, scenes. you wouldn't, yeah. Um, the movie wait, scenes. so they, they're not like, they're like attached to the base? Yeah. The movie scenes, they're attached to the base. Okay. The vehicles the, uh, aren't. F- for but. the listeners, Darth Maul, it's, it's the it's the pose where uh, Darth Maul's in the middle and Obi-Wan is striking, uh, it's high, right? Or is he striking low? He's striking low. And, uh, and Qui-Gon is striking high on lightsaber. It's the Duel of the Fates. And so like both Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan, they're in such awkward positions if you don't see like that they're hitting something, you know, that they're hitting uh, the enemy's lightsaber blade. Like it's like that would be just such a such a strange one-off one to get. So that's why I thought it was like all one piece. Like I thought it was going to be they were going to sell it as like a movie scene. So Here's what's crazy. I'm going to okay. This is weird too. Um so Darth Maul says this I don't re- what Darth Maul is going to be released it's exclusive to Amazon going to be released on September 1st the Obi-Wan Kenobi piece released on June 17th <laughs> and the Qui-Gon Jinn is going to be released on August 12th so like spread out by like a month and a half each why that doesn't make any sense it doesn't yeah i mean other than the fact that like oh yeah you're spreading out the cost but like what if you happen to not like what if you accidentally don't get one like what if you miss one it's to build anticipation (laughs) so like people are they're like waiting for that funko pop to release yeah they're going on the funko pop website every day staying in the news maybe they happen to see another funko pop they want to buy I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the strategy would be like, hey, yeah, we want to, you know, spread out the spread out that like the chase that that that, you know. Yeah, it's like the streaming services when they start doing like one episode per week. It keeps you talking about it. That's it's true. probably ultimately better for that company. It's funny. I was I was referencing this the other day um, with John. The there are there are some stats recently that are showing that um, that strategy is actually not working for the streamers. Really? Like, yeah, people fall off of the series. They like they don't keep up with them week to week. Whereas if they were all whenever you drop them all at once, like Netflix does, they binge through them all. It one hundred percent works on me. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> I mean, I'm I'm the same way in a lot of cases because like, but I do understand. Like, I do understand if you're if it's something that you're not. Like, there's a chance that you might fall off on, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, then 100%, like, the autoplay feature of these services is, like, your best friend. Because, like, if the choice is, I put this down, and then maybe I never pick it up again tomorrow, or it just autoplays to the next one and I stay here, like, it's like, well, let's just, like, let the, you know, let the thing do whatever it does. I kind of think about, like, Murderville. Did you guys watch Murderville? No, I haven't on seen Netflix. it yet. Have you? No. Do you know the, it, the the concept? It's like improvised murder mysteries. Yeah, so like it's Will Arnett, and he plays this detective, 
and he has these different guests on who like he he lost somehow his partner was murdered and so he has new partners that come on every single episode and they are celebrities so it's like uh conan or marshawn lynch football player or like uh um oh man who uh i think i heard marshawn lynch was really good he was hilarious anyway it's it's all these people and they don't know what's gonna happen they walk in and they have no script they don't know what's happening they just know kind of like they're a detective and that that's it they and then they have to not only uh improv improvise with uh will arnett which is always hilarious um there is this one scene uh where they go into the interrogation room. It's 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 uh, Will Arnett and Marshawn Lynch, and go to the interrogation room. And um, I'm kind of spoiling it, but the 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 glass, the two way, the one way glass isn't there. So like between the two rooms, and so Will tells Marshawn he has to pretend to be the other person's reflection so that they won't <laughs> notice that there's no glass. And so he's mirroring him and like <laughs> jumping up That's and down. So and, like, ridiculous. Looking, I know it's. It's, it. it's, it's ridiculous. It's amazing. <laughs> and then they have to figure out and say who they think is the murderer at the end. And out of th- <laughs> out of three different people. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> but it's oh. amazing. And they have no idea what's happening. And so it's it's real good. I like it a lot. Um I love it. But like that's a that's a show that like I you know, if it was coming out week to week, I probably would forget about it. Like it wasn't like, mm. you know, it's not it wasn't like it's not serialized enough for me. Like I have to watch the next one, but like the yeah. fact that it was like it just rolls into itself makes me like, oh, I'll just watch all of these right now. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I guess like that's so my pick of the week this week is. Oh, not, I forgot about this. Yeah, is a show that I feel like would benefit from being dropped all at once, and that's Moon Knight on uh, Disney Plus. So oh. it's a uh, you know it's it, it's a it's part of the MCU. Um, and like, I've watched the first two episodes now. And like, after the first episode, I was like, man, I'm glad there's a second episode because like, I don't know. I like it's, it was just barely enough to like, keep me going after the first episode. Um, interesting. And like, so like I was able to like, just let it roll. I was like, okay, let me go into the next one and find out what's going to happen. And then after the end of the second one, I kind of feel the same way where it's like, okay, I got my answers that I wanted, but like, I've got to wait like six more days for the next episode. And it's like, am I really gonna be into this whenever it comes back? Um, like whenever, like a week from now, like am I at six yeah. days from now, am I going to be thinking about this? Um, and I will say the, the, the biggest thing so far where I would say yes is, is Oscar Isaacs. Like he is fantastic just in general. And um, he's like, he plays like, like the structure of the thing, like if you know anything about Moon Knight, like he plays two different characters basically. Um, yeah. And so, like the the whole first episode is super interesting in that, like he blacks out, and then all of this like ridiculous stuff happens, and he like wakes up and like there's dead bodies all around him and stuff, right? And he's okay. like, and he's like, oh my god! Like, and so like he's a uh, it, it, the person that you're following that time. Um, Stephen is their name. Like, he's kind of like a nerdy British person. And then the uh, Mark Specter, who's like the I think the primary like personality or whatever, is the uh, is like this epic you know action hero you know person. Um, and uh, 
And so, like, that's just, it, he's super compelling in the role. That's literally the only thing that, like, is keeping me going, where it's like, you know, there's, like, things with a story where I'm like, okay, that's enough to keep me going, but it feels so slow where they're just barely, like, revealing pieces of it here and there, and I'm like, man, if this was all just, like, watch six episodes and be out the door, like, I would have already done it. Like, I would have watched all six episodes, been happy with, like, my my time with it, and I'm out the door, but, like, because I have to now remember this and be like, oh... Let me let me watch the la- the next episode a week from now. It's like I don't know if that's going to happen. We'll have to see. Is this, is this your pick of the week? It is my pick of the week. I don't think you really convinced me to watch this show. No, that's that's a good point. I didn't really well. convince convince. <laughs> but Oscar Isaac is fantastic. Like right. like I, so I ridiculously Isaac. compelling. I'm gonna watch it because I know nothing about Moon Knight, and we used to. Me and JJ used to play Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Yeah. We'd always pick Deadpool in Moon mm. Knight because they could regenerate. So it was mm. basically cheating. Mm. And I'm I mean, like, that's, yeah, that's, the heck I mean, is you're not Moon cheating. Knight? You're just playing the good characters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I truly think that, like, uh, it is a, like, the, the, it's a fantastic acted and delivered, like, role it's just the pacing just feels a little bit strange to me on a week-to-week kind of a show um where it's like again like i said if this was like you know five hours out the door and i'm done i would already have watched it but it's just uh you know the matter of remembering uh, what's more beneficial to the streaming service though i mean like they don't care if you watch the whole thing really they care like how long you keep the service right well, the, well, okay, yeah. So, like, but like, so again, this, this, I think it was a different study. Uh, people tend to come for like they'll come for the big things. So, like, when Dune mm. comes out, and then yeah. they will unsubscribe. They like immediately unsubscribe. Yeah. Um, so, like, and that's the. I guess that's the downside of releasing. Hey, all of Stranger Things all at once, and I think that's what you know, like, why they're, div- the, Netflix is dividing up Stranger Things this year, like. Part one of season four or whatever it is, and part two is coming out months later. You know, like I don't know. They're 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 playing these games with us. They're trying to figure it out. They, they they're watching our behavior. They're trying to figure it out. Trying to keep us engaged. They're trying to Fortnite us. That is a good Fortnite point because like <laughs> if you if you watch it all at once and then like you know get rid of the service, but like potentially if you're like oh well I'll watch it next week. And then you forget about it and literally always forget about it from then on out and like just auto renew, auto renew. You know, it's like, I feel like that's, you know, that's potentially like what the, what the, that might be more beneficial in some cases than having like that big thing where like you just get the numbers for one month and then it's over. Yeah. Cause yeah. You, cause you're like, oh man, there was that show I wanted to watch. And then you forget like right. you're saying like, or if you always have something in your head, like that's something like, um, whenever I initially like had canceled my, uh, Netflix cause I wasn't using it or whatever. I was like, oh, well, like I'll lose everything in my queue. You know, <laughs> you do. I don't think you do. Like, I think you just like your suspend list? it. Okay. Um, but like, you can't look at your list or whatever anymore. And it's like, if, if stuff gets removed from the service, you'll never know. Like, like everything could have cycled off of my list already. And whenever I rejoin, I, who knows what that list is going to be like. But like, if it's, if it's like, you always have something in your head where like, Oh, but I'm always gonna I'm going to finish, I'm going to finish moon Knight or I'm going to finish like whatever that is, you know, and you just never do. I don't know. But you keep, as long as you keep the service, maybe it would be fine <laughs> for them. All right. Speaking speaking of Oscar Isaac, before we move on, what is uh, what's your favorite Oscar Isaac movie? 
Oh, man. Or his best role, or so, however you want to define that. Ex Machina. Mm, that's a good one. I haven't seen that one. And that's the one where I was like, I was like looking at his filmography after I watched this, and I was like, dude, he is so compelling. Like, what else is he in? And that's the one where I was like, dude, I remember like seeing the trailers for that and be like, I want to see this movie. I want to see this movie. And then never, never saw seen it. it. I've never seen it. Oh my gosh, John. So I, I got like watch you would have saw it with us. Did we go see it? I don't know. When did it come out? I don't know. I feel like, like we were, like somebody reviewed it with you on the podcast because like I was out of town at the time. Um, yeah, I think it could have been um, Ultron. Yeah, but it's just like I've, uh, I just have never seen it. I didn't review it with you guys. I don't think. When did X Machina come out? He's not even in X Machina that much. No, but he's super compelling in it. Oh yeah, and I feel like that. So what I was gonna say was, do you ever watch Annihilation? No, I've never seen that. Oh man, he was great in it. But again, same thing. Not in a ton of it, but real good in it. I mean, that's and that's the thing about this him being the lead. I just like it's like there's just something about it where I'm like, man, I just I just like want to watch this person act. <laughs> Ex Machina was 2014. Yeah, yeah. Oscar. He was also uh, I had forgotten until we watched it again recently. He was also Prince John in the Russell Crowe Robin Hood movie. Really. Wasn't it Prince John or was it the King? Hang on. Uh, that would have been probably one of the first things I, I would have maybe. Yeah, he was, he, was, he was Prince John. I remember seeing that movie. Don't remember almost anything about it. What's the X factor that he's got that makes him so compelling on screen? Mm, that's a good question. I, don't know, he's, he, he, uh, he, I think he, uh, he does brooding really well. Yeah. And, yeah. You know. I feel like yeah, I do feel like it is it is those like it's like the 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 small facial expressions like in those quiet moments where like even if he's not saying anything, like his face facial expression communicates deeper things than, than he like is being communicated verbally. Expressive eyes. Yeah. Yeah, very expressive. I mean, even in Dune, man. I mean, I don't oh, know. dude. It's, it's yeah, so good. Dune. I mean, he's not in that for very long either. <laughs> no, no. When he says desert power in Dune. <laughs> dude, so, so I... It's so funny. I, I was watching... <laughs> I was watching Dune. Desert um, power. Like, my favorite... I was zipping through, like, watching you my favorite parts it. of it. And, uh, and uh, Chalamet, Timothy Chalamet says it at the end of the movie. Yeah. After the fight or whatever, where they're like, "Oh yeah, you know, we need to get off player, blah blah." And he's like, "No," he's like, "You know, we came here to find death," and he says it the exact same way that Oscar. And I was just like, "It's it's like he's channeling Oscar Isaac, saying desert power." <laughs> that was so. That one line was so cheesy in that movie, and the rest of it was like a work of art. Yeah, <laughs> it had to have been intentionally very cheesy, and they kept saying it. Yeah, and because I feel like it's because it's memorable. It's like an it's like yeah. a it's like an earworm where you're just like, oh, it's like it's so annoying the first time, but then every other time you're kind of like you get emotional the, about it by the end whenever Timothy Chalamet says it. <laughs> what was the thing that they said at the very end? That's the most cheesy line to me in that movie. Was like. You know, something about like it's not over yet or something. It's just because yeah. it's just the beginning. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah, and then <laughs> and then he like smiles real weird. Like, and you're yeah. like, why are we all glowing all of a sudden? <laughs> it's a good movie though. I love that movie. All right, so uh, this is a long pick of the week segment, but my pick of the week was the Duel of Fates, Papa Papo Funko Pop figures on Amazon. And my duel of the fate or my duel of fates. What am I talking about? My, what is my, happening? my <laughs> pick of the week is Moon Knight 
on Disney Plus. In my duel of the fates <laughs> was Peacemaker. <laughs> <laughs> on HBO Max. This segment yeah. is now called Duel of the Fates. <laughs> Duel of the Fates. Duel of the Picks. Duel, oh, I like it, actually. I mean, that feels like a new segment where basically you like put, put forth your argument and everyone has to choose one. <laughs> everyone would just choose their own, right? Unless well, you were super I mean, persuasive. Maybe. I mean, but like you got to choose one to cut in half and drop down a garbage chute. You got to choose one to... to, to <laughs> <laughs> what? You gotta pick like if there's three of us. You gotta pick like the different ones to like be the different roles of Duel of Fates. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. The winner is clearly Obi Wan. I mean, yeah, he's the only one left alive at the end. <laughs> yeah. Well, sort of. I mean, Darth Maul. Well, yeah, that's true. Ends up in the trash on a on a trash planet for t- ten years or whatever. But it's a lot know. of trash in Star Wars. There is a lot of trash. Dude, and it's like, and they just ship it off and, you know, and compact it. It's, it's fine. You know, it's all, it's all good. All right. Now it's time to review the Batman. So, Cody. We saw the Batman a long time ago. Yeah. What has been the most lasting impression on you since you watched it? Um... Is there spoilers? Are we are we allowed to? Oh, uh, man, I always forget about this part, and I'm sorry to hate this. I mean, how how many years are we into this podcast? And yeah, and I'm, I honestly, I'm like, I don't even know anymore how to not spoil these things. Well, okay, I think I, I think I got it. What's I think funny I got about it. the spoiler thing is, I always say like, inevitably, because we do the separation of spoilers and spoiler free, we inevitably say we're going to talk about something later on in the spoiler section, and then we don't, and then we don't, and that's yeah, what and I, I dislike about and it. And I don't like that part either. Yeah, yeah, that's the. I worst. think we honestly need to like. I think we just like straight off the bat just need to be like, go see it or don't go see it. Yeah, and. And and uh, and then talk about it. Yeah, That's I think like, yeah, I think if we had like the five bullet points of like, okay, well acted. Did you like the acting? Yes, yes, well acted. Did you like the direction? Yes, great direction. How was the music? Music fantastic. <laughs> go see this or don't go see this. Uh, writing, writing was great too. Oh yeah, writing, yeah, script, yeah, yeah. And then and yeah. then do you see this or don't see this? Like should people yeah, go, go? Like should people definitely see this go movie? see it? Hundred percent. It's gonna hit HBO Max in like ten days or something. So really, yeah. So I, wow. we should, dang, we should have uh, we should have waited so we could recap. Dude, we should have waited Max. even longer after two months of waiting. Yeah, oh, I mean, well, if we waited this long, is it really coming out in ten days? I think it's on what? Uh, we April seventeenth. Right I believe we could wait if you. Nah, it's fine. <laughs> I think it's good. I think we, I think we review it now. <laughs> we, could, we should review it now, then come back after we've watched it again and be like, "Did we? Did we?" Review John, it did right? you see it? No, I haven't seen it. Yeah, uh, I'll see it whenever it comes out. April nineteenth. You're right. <laughs> the most lasting impression on me were the the shots, the cinematography. Yeah, the cinematography. I know it was so good. Well, see now I feel like I feel bad spoiling it with John. He's sitting here. Yeah. As as soon as you asked me, one particular scene popped into my mind. Which one? That has, that has like a torch in it. Dude, I was literally gonna say is I should have asked you if I could guess it. That's the one. That's okay, it. so the the overhead shot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's pretty great. I, 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 I do you mind if we spoil this, John? No, please spoil it. Okay, so there's an overhead shot where he's. This is something I love about this this movie. Is a lot of times like you you see Batman fighting the villains. 
and you see him, you know, like beating people up. You don't, at least, at least in the movies, you haven't seen him do a lot of saving people. And by saving people, it's like doing the work that is normally done by like a fireman or a first responder. And like he's he's pulling these people out of the water and he's like leading them away with this giant like flare torch thing and it's just like so cool that's like my favorite like that's the part of the state stuck with me the most yeah i think this is the first batman movie that i like got a little emotional like watching i'm like oh man that's so like (laughs) like like it changed my outlook for a good day or two on life like (laughs) yeah 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 um, so, so in this new scenario, shouldn't we do a spoiler countdown somewhere still? Yeah, I guess like let's let's go ahead and do it. Okay. So we're gonna spoil this thing, everybody, and uh, <laughs> more so than just like torches and you know and and people people being saved. It's gonna be a big spoiler this time, and so we're gonna spoil it in a five, four, three, two, one. Throw out a spoiler. Mister Freeze isn't in it. <gasps> oh, man, such a bummer. I kind of, there was, wasn't there, there was some point though where I was like, are they alluding to Mr. Freeze? And I don't even remember which part it was now. What? Really? Yeah. That was my secret hope. And I knew that wouldn't happen because he's too ridiculous to be in a modern Batman movie. But I feel like you could do it though. You could do it. You could totally do it. Just get Arnold back, you know? Yeah. 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 (laughs) That would be great. Yeah. It would be great. Um, Okay. So back to the, Back to the movie. I, I think the other thing that I loved about this, and we kind of talked about it um, uh, whenever we briefly mentioned the Batman a long time ago, but um, he was more of a detective in this movie than he has been in any of the other movies, and I really, really liked that. And I liked that he wasn't figuring everything out necessarily. Um, he was always kind of a step behind the Riddler and uh, you know, like almost to the very end. I was watching some random YouTube video about Batman and they were talking about like how Batman is the best when his back is against the wall. When mm. he's not like some uber like uber mensch that can figure everything out and his plan for everything. It's when he's like thrown off. Mhm. Yeah, and he's like a he's like a step behind the whole time. And he is in this one. Part of that's because he's like new at being Batman, but it also it was intriguing to watch. Yeah. So how uh, new is he at being Batman in this? Like two years? Yeah, something like that. Like, gotcha. And, and so it's it, so it's not like Batman Year One. Like, so we're not like just just barely starting out and that sort of thing. No. Um, Which was what I was worried it was going to be, but no, he's like he's into being Batman, but like nobody's used to it yet. Like the cops are like pretty iffy on him. Yeah. <laughs> if not, I mean, like honestly, no matter how far him. you get into the Batman thing, I feel like. A lot of people are going to be pretty iffy on him, you know? I, f- yeah. I feel yeah, like they are... really haven't explored that in the movies that much that I can remember. Right. And they really explored it in this one. Yeah, not yeah, <laughs> not to the same extent they did in this one. I mean, that whole sequence in the, uh, in, in the, the police precinct. Uh, oh, that was, was like, awesome. Yeah. It was... <laughs> So he escapes. Which did he not? Did he escape a police, or was that in Arkham, one of the Arkham games, where he escapes the police in a uh, in like a tower kind of scenario where you're going up some floors? Do you remember the, mm. that? Mm, that feels like that's an Arkham thing. Um, yeah, but I, I don't was, remember. It could have been Arkham Knight or something like that. Like it was or Arkham it was, that Origins wasn't the first one. Would be more like my guess, but yeah. 
but like yeah the, he's he's in this precinct and then he all of a sudden you know like needs to escape and he's trying to like go up these flights of stairs get to the roof you know and go and and get out it was really good and that you know it was and, awesome uh, all the i'm like how are these policemen showing they're how are they just swore they're like zombies they're just swarming him <laughs> i mean you know it's it's the, so the in, this, in this monster closets you know um Cody, what did you think of uh, this version of Bruce Wayne? Uh, he was all right. He was an okay Bruce Wayne, but like, it it kind of, I think it was like a more of a realistic portrayal of how Bruce, like an actual Bruce Wayne would be. Like, he's dedicated his life to being Batman. He really isn't there as a, a billionaire playboy. Like, yeah, he's... And the lesson of the movie ties into that, and I, I really liked it. Yeah, I think like the billionaire playboy thing. Um, I think you know, John, we've talked about this before. I think that it was honestly the best version of that I've seen was uh, was uh, the Green Arrow uh, series with uh, Oliver Queen. Like, yeah, because you actually believe that at least because you see him as a you know stupid teenager. You know, being dumb, and he comes back. It's like, okay, yeah, you're just this playboy dude that just shows up at parties and does stupid stuff. You know, like I don't know that that's actually been represented. I mean, the the original Batman movies uh, with Michael Keaton. You know, like he at that point he's too old to be like a real playboy. You know, mm-hmm. he's more like he's just part of the elite culture, I guess. You know. That's how it um, felt in like in the uh, the Christian Bale Batman, like whenever he shows up in the sports car or whatever, like kind of you know acting halfway drunk or whatever. Like you don't, I, like I just I felt like I was just like ah, I don't know, I don't know. I'm yeah, like you, that. Like who's you who's feel buying like you're, this? You're watching like Leonardo DiCaprio or something like that, you know? Yeah, I never really like. I guess when you, what you guys are talking about is like a younger billionaire playboy kind of thing. I never really thought of him like that. Like the Batman to me is like the '90s animated series Batman. Yeah, mm, yeah. And like, he was not like a billionaire playboy in that. He was just like a member of the elite. He might yeah. like show up at a museum opening or something weird, like <laughs> typical like rich guy stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. And then I, like my, you know, the other other side of that like is the uh, the Adam West like TV series or whatever, where you're just like, this is just a dude with a bunch of stuff, you know, <laughs> the oh, coolest yeah. stuff. Yeah. So this um, Bruce Wayne is he's pretty much absent as Bruce Wayne and that's part of what the movie's about. Yep. I, well, I, I, that and way more emo just in general. Yeah, just way more emo. Yeah. Um I thought thought his his uh relationship with uh Alfred was interesting. Oh yeah. Um that whole he, like sequence where he feels like uh, Alfred has lied to him. Like, there's this just deep mistrust, and this is what reminds me of, like, you know, the uh, um, Court of Owls storyline in the comics. Like, there's oh. this deep, like, distrust of his family's legacy and his father, and even, like, you know, it throws his mother into question. Um, and then that's when that's what causes him then, then to doubt Alfred in the way that he doubts Alfred. I kept um, thinking they were hinting at Court of Owls. I, I, I got, they I got 100% big, were. I got big Court of Owls vibes at the funeral scene where they have the overhead shot and they show like the balcony yes. above. Yes. I don't know why, but that 
maybe that was a scene in the comics or something. Yeah, but, I don't remember that specifically. I mean, probably. But I just like remember. all the elite of Gotham gathered into one place, like that reminds me of. Yep. Court of Owls, I Dude, think. Dude, Court is of Owls is. is so good. <laughs> oh, so good. Um, and, and that's that one scene... where Bruce back is back is against the wall. Like, yes. Uh, yeah, that, Bruce, that, Bruce, and uh, and Batman. <laughs> that well, and his and in that in that um, in that funeral scene, he kind of is as well. Like, there's this mm. point. Like, so Riddler is about to. It seems like at the time uh, expose who Batman is and his identity, but at the same time, Batman's trying to solve this riddle that will like keep this guy from dying. But he has to get this information from this guy who doesn't want to give it to him, and he's willing to die in order to keep the information secret. It's, I mean, it's insane. Like it's it's one of the most high tension uh, scenes in all the Batman films. I think equal only with the Joker about to blow up both uh, those two um, uh, fairies in the Dark Knight. Oh yeah, yeah. That like philosophy question. Yeah. That's super. It's super interesting to me that like you know that that yes they're throw you know you mentioned like oh you know Bruce Wayne's absence is like part of it but like. That you know, throwing that character into that type of a uh, a situation where you're like, oh, you know, that actually causes crises um, for 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 Bruce to be absent from things or for him to be like, you know, split between Batman and uh, Bruce so many times. And those stories are really cool too. So, I think they kind of like play play around with like the the old concept of like, you know, the Batman being his true self and Bruce Wayne being a mask. They kind of allude to that, but then that's, like, that's the feeling I get. Yeah. But then I think, I feel like uh Catwoman at the end is kind of like trying to get those two people to merge, trying to, trying to get him to merge those two parts of his personality into the, into one, which I find interesting. We haven't that's really, really cool. that much. That's a really cool, like more modern comic thing to pull in, which is really cool. So, Commissioner Gordon, the actor that played Commissioner Gordon, that dude was in Westworld. <laughs> I think he's my favorite Commissioner Gordon by nice. far. Yeah. Like I mean, I think he is probably definitely the boldest Commissioner Gordon we've seen. He's basically like forget what the rest of the police think. <laughs> like yeah. I'll take them all on, you know. Cuz he's not well, he's not Commissioner Gordon yet. I guess no. he's just he's just Detective. Detective Gordon. Yeah. So it's like a young, scrappy, forty to fifty year old man. Yeah, scrappy. Yeah, That's 40, super, scrappy, super funny. Scrappy old guy who like somehow is hooked up with Batman and is the only one on the police force that trusts him. Yeah, Which, I mean, like, I, honestly though, like who's given who's given you know somebody a promotion whenever whenever the, all they like they're like you know I've there's this guy on the streets name's Batman and they're like oh you're <laughs> not getting a promotion. <laughs> so. My favorite thing about the movie was the city of Gotham. Mm, it's yeah. like the best rendition of Gotham City that I've ever seen. Yeah, like so we kind of talked about this. John and I talked about this. I thought this, it was interesting. Like, yes, I think it's the best version of Gotham. I think it's the it's more of a it's less of a character than they make Gotham in the other movies, like the Christopher Nolan movies. You know, like Gotham plays a huge role in that. Like, okay, and you know, for instance, in um, the dark night rises, you know, the whole city gets the, the bridges come up and they all get quarantined there. And it's just kind of like, okay, the city kind of plays a role. There's, um, and, uh, like, and there are these huge set pieces, you know, the, the stadium blows up or, 
um, the you know Batman's inside the this huge like uh, town. Like it, this feels more like a place in the same way that the game Gotham, like in again to go back to the Arkham games, the Arkham games, the like Gotham feels like a place. Like it feels more like they're just like thugs just walking around everywhere, you know, and you're on the streets and it's dark and gritty. Like it feels different than the other movies we've seen. I really, yeah, I really liked how like street level it was and watching Batman like deal with just normal thugs and the amount of risk that that introduces to him and like how he just (laughs) bulldozes through it. Yeah. And uh, like the gothic architecture and stuff mm-hmm. going on is awesome. Mm-hmm. The lighting and all the scenes is sweet. Mm-hmm. And and the people of Gotham, they've have like the back, the whole backdrop is like this political game going on in Gotham. Yeah, which they've they've alluded to before, but not to this extent. Like, I mean, we're going into the clubs and like, you know seen like when 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 his like little eye thing is detecting who all these people are when catwoman's wearing that like it's just all these people up in the in politics that uh penguin has kind of like in the palm of his hand you know it was a super political and like i liked the modern twist on the riddler i did too i'm trying not I'm trying not to head. ruin this. I'm not. I'm trying not to ruin this for John as no, much as I ruin can. It. That's, I've, I've already said. <laughs> Especially like the way that he interacts with like the internet and stuff like that. And yeah, know, like, the 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 streaming thing. I'm like, yep. this is this is like true to life. Definitely, <laughs> this happens. Like. I, that and then like I think. Well, yeah, I'll come back to that. That and then. Um, the way that he distorts reality to like in his mind, Batman is on his side and they're in this together and they're doing this whole thing together. But then in reality, you're like, this is, you're insane. Like, yeah. this is not actually happening. The way that was, you think it's happening. That's an awesome scene where like the <laughs> yeah. Riddler realizes that Batman is <laughs> not <laughs> his hero, <laughs> not his hero and not as smart as he thought he was. <laughs> yeah. Both those things. He's kind of like, you lucked into this. I can't believe it. <laughs> There was some cheesy stuff in the movie. So I don't know how to feel. How did you feel about like the Nirvana song that keeps playing throughout it? Like it was cheesy to me and it won me over the more they pounded it into my head. <laughs> they just beat you into submission. Um, it didn't bother me really. Like because the whole, to- like the musical tone of this movie, like it's the same theme the entire time. It's just like different variations on it, which I think is interesting. It's a different kind of interesting approach. It's not this huge soaring score. It's just yeah. this like uh, it's almost um, Inception level, like same thing over and over and over and over again, just in different ways. Like and that's how it felt to me. I liked the combination of that and like Ave Maria, where like the two oh, dude, to the two <sighs> big like thematic musical pieces. Yeah, and they like combine them, and I thought that was cool. Oh, hundred percent. I love me some Ave Maria in movies. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to like overhype it because then maybe it won't live up to it. But like, the the music in this in this movie was just like phenomenal. Like, I, I it's one of those things where I sit there, you know, I sat there at the for the, at the end credits, and I just like listened to to it, and I'm like, this is 
amazing and genius, and I freaking love it. This is the vibiest Batman. Yeah, definitely. It's like the most moody Batman movie that I've seen, and I think that's the reason I like it. Yeah. Not moody as an emo. It is also pretty emo. It's also very but emo. But like, like the mood could... setting of the city and the lighting and the music is the best. If he played guitar, he'd be in My Chemical Romance. Like that's how emo this is. Yeah, I love it. I, I mean, uh, and that's like that's a, that that makes it alone just makes it a little bit more unique because it's like yeah. you know you just you don't you don't get those vibes from uh, from any of the other other uh, other versions of Batman. Also, yeah, the other dude, Batman. Not as emo. No, definitely not. Uh, Colin Farrell as Penguin. Insane. Oh, yeah. He killed it. Yeah. And like, this Penguin was totally different than the other Penguins that I've which seen. I, yeah. I thought he was supposed to be like kind of <laughs> Brit- like British or like aristocracy or something. And I think this Penguin's just like an Italian dude. Yeah. He's just like a Italian mobster. Dude. Yeah. Just like a mobster dude. Um, he's gonna, uh, HBO is developing some kind of like, uh, limited series with Colin Farrell as Penguin. So we're going to get more of him, uh, before another Batman movie. So is that the same as the other, um, Matt Reeves, like produced like HBO max kind of series? Is that the, is that, or is, is that, is that one in the same? He's, he's producing it. Yeah. I don't know if he's producing something else, but he's producing okay. that one. Yeah. Cause I knew about one of them and I didn't know what it was about, but I think it, like that makes sense that that's what it would be is like, Hey, here's the, you know, the city without like aside from, you know, Batman story. Well, and I, and well, and that's what makes me kind of intrigued with that. I'm like, how are they going to make me actually like, I mean, cause you don't like the penguin and he's a villain. Like, it's not like he's has, at least in the movie, you're not like he's, Oh yeah, I can totally get on board with him. <laughs> you know, I mean that's how I felt about Peacemaker in uh, in um, the Suicide Squad, but like, you know, apparently that that worked somehow. <laughs> the Penguin is overall pretty despicable and irredeemable, yeah. though in this movie. <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> like, like even more so. I feel like that's a little different. <laughs> he's not John Cena. That's the thing, you know. No, yeah. Well, and, he, and he's not funny. Like, oh, there's nothing that you know makes you be like, yeah. I can root for this guy. It's funny to like watch him get beat up or like yeah. be in bad situations. Yeah. So I, I can't see him like fronting a series, but who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I think like what, whenever I originally announced it, they talked about it focusing on like, um, just some of the various elements of the city, like some of the police officers and like that sort of thing and some of the crime elements. So interesting. Uh, okay. As long as he isn't the main character. Um, yeah, totally. Uh, the Batmobile. How do you feel about that? It makes sense, but <laughs> it's not going to sell toys. Oh, because it's like more like a normal car. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a Dodge Charger or something. Yeah. What was it? Like? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it was basically something like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it doesn't look. It's not like the Tumbler. And it's not like, you know, super stylized. It's just like a muscle car, basically. That's that's one thing that, like, I kind of missed in this movie. Because, like, this is the closest movie Batman that there's been to, like, the animated series Batman to me. Mm. But he doesn't yet have the gadgets. Yeah. There's no, like, Lucius Fox thing, which yeah. makes it more gritty and realistic. But also, like, I'm not a super huge fan of gritty and realistic. Like... I felt like the Nolan movies were too gritty and realistic, but then I ended up liking this one, which is yeah. also which is gritty more, and realistic. More yeah. gritty and realistic. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, 
he definitely like I, I think it's just because he's he, it's just a one man operation you know like yeah even his his gadgets and stuff, it's all just stuff that he's built it's not like hey they have a whole R and D department over at Wayne Enterprises working on this stuff you know like that's not a thing in this movie. They did show that he and Alfred are both like pretty brilliant. Like Alfred totally. was helping him, like he was writing computer programs or something to help solve some Riddler thing. Which I feel like has been a thing before in maybe again it's maybe it's the games. Like TV I, show too. Like Alfred's always been like super competent. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like Alfred, yeah, the the, the two person team like starting from that start starting point is like, you know, Kind of, I think that's some of what the games had, like in uh, in the first Arkham game, a little bit, and then also in Arkham Origins. But then a lot of the the like cartoons and media has been about basically them being <laughs> just a two person kind of a team. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what else? What are, what are we missing? Best Catwoman. Oh, dude. best Catwoman on film ever. I agree. I think she's great. Uh, I think she, it's, it's a different take on Catwoman. Um, different, like she's more than just a cat burglar. And then the part of her that is, like there's a good reason for it versus like, uh, I don't feel like we ever, I mean, uh, it was Michelle Pfeiffer with Keaton, right? Yeah, I think I mean, so. And, 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 we say, and I say all this, you know, like I feel like Michelle Pfeiffer, phenomenal Catwoman. Just like Danny DeVito, phenomenal Penguin completely different than this Catwoman and, and Penguin. So, like, that's the, yeah. I, you know, it, it's I don't even feel like they're they're trying, it's the same character, but it's, it's not even close to trying to be the same, which I think is how this succeeds so well. You know what I mean? Yeah, this Catwoman was, like, integral to the plot and actually mattered, yeah. unlike, like, past Catwomans. Yeah. And Zoe Kravitz was, like, a phenomenal actress in this. <laughs> like, yeah, she was so good. Um, and I love the, like, I love all the, like, little twists and turns along the way about her being Falcone's daughter and, like, her being, like, in the club that, like, yeah. you know, like, we're working in, in that club. Um, and the way that, you know, Batman initially is just like, hey, you know, I can, I can help out. And, you know, like, but then it doesn't, I don't know, like, their whole, like, all, on again, off again relationship in this short time span is really cool. Yeah, yeah, it was a real like Batman. Like Batman himself was good in the movie, but I feel like the supporting cast and the settings made it the best. My favorite Batman movie, like because all the characters surrounding Batman were awesome. Yeah, I mean, and dude, just the cinematography overall, like it's just insane the entire time. Like every single f like. Almost every single scene has like this iconic kind of like shot that you're like, I can't believe I'm seeing the things that I'm seeing right now. Yeah, it's so good. How about the length? Like, I mean, obviously, like to fit that many supporting cast characters into this, like you have to have like a, a pretty beefy movie. But it's like three hours and change long, right? It could have. Uh, they could have cut like thirty minutes, I think. Uh, why can't I find it on to me? TV? Like, it felt like Lord of the Rings, like it kept ending, like Return of the King. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, let's wrap up this storyline, say goodbye, and let's, uh, you know, wrap yeah, up like storyline, say goodbye. I'm like, this is a perfect spot for it to end, and then it just kept going, and I'm like, 
Like, I thought it was going to end on the scene Chris and I oh, were talking about of- at the beginning of this. And it went like 15 minutes, 30 minutes longer. Yeah, it's, it's two hours and 56 minutes. Here's the thing. Like, whenever I was watching it, I didn't even notice. Like, maybe if I had been sitting at home on my couch. Like, I've talked about the difference between, like, that's why, why, why I like the theater. Because I don't get distracted by my cats doing something stupid. Or, you know, like, something, you know, somebody ringing the doorbell. Or, you know, something. Just, just the things around the house where, like, that helped me uh, track the passing of time, you know. Like yeah. uh, you're just locked in. I was locked in. Like, and I and I got got up and yeah, I had to you know pee real bad. <laughs> but I, <laughs> other than that, had no idea how, like how long this was. Like it didn't it didn't throw me like oh yeah that was real long. Well, I didn't feel it till near the end. <laughs> but it definitely it was too long. I think I think they could have cut cut some stuff and it would have been like the perfect Batman movie. Yeah, I don't even remember what happened after that scene. What happened after that scene? I remember that he talks to like Catwoman on the rooftop. Yeah, Is that it? and then they like do a cool motorcycle away from a graveyard. Yeah, <laughs> and then like <laughs> some Nirvana comes on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is that it? Is it in there? I can't remember. Oh well. Gandalf wakes Frodo up. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they, go, they, like, they go across the sea, you know, they board yeah. the boat. <laughs> Batman goes west to the Undying Lands. <laughs> For some reason, the edges of the screen look really, like, washed out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, there I mean, was, like, uh, the... There was the Arkham scene, I think. Oh, my gosh. That Arkham that scene was, was That was amazing. the worst part of the... Oh, what? What? Why? You didn't like it? No nah, man, I don't. You're, I didn't like any. About... I didn't like any of the like tying into a future movie stuff that they did. Oh, that piece where the okay, yeah, okay. Sorry, I take that back. Not Arkham. Where was the the part? We'll come back to what I was talking about. Arkham stuff. Yeah, it, it did feel like okay. Why are we throwing other characters in here? Like, and and I didn't really even like the way that like uh, the Joker looks. Like, yeah, it was weird. I don't know. We're um, shoehorning a new movie. You know, this is a franchise now. <laughs> I hate when they do that, like in movies now, because it's so obvious. Like, it yeah. felt like this didn't fit, yeah. like organically with the rest of the movie. It was just, it was just put in there. Like, it gives it gives some random resolution to the like where we left the Riddler. But I feel like it would have been more powerful if we just left the Riddler where we left him because we left him completely demoralized and destroyed and like caught in his own web of uh, lies that he told himself and disappointment in Batman. Um, if we just left him there, that feels more satisfying than him f- finding a friend in Arkham, you know? Yeah. It's like, okay, all of a sudden we're like re- trying to redeem this character through his relationship with and finding a, a friend in the Joker. No, that's, that's not at all. They were just like, we got another villain for the next yeah, movie. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't know about... Like, re- like if you redeem... It's like, because well, they were, like, maniacally... Like, they're maniacally like, laughing with each other, laughing, right? That's like, what I'm saying. Like, I'd rather leave him, like, broken in a in a cell, and that's the last thing we see about him, rather than him being happy and be like, cool, I'm, I have my new play buddy. You yeah, know? but it's, it just comes <laughs> down to the next movie, man. Yeah, they're just teasing. I know, I'm, I know they are. I'm saying, but what it does is... <laughs> It That's leaves what, him yeah, in a... Um, does to this movie. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. I've also heard some, like, hints about Hush. Which would be amazing. 
And I can see it fitting into this storyline. I'm really hoping they don't like do a Joker movie. Like a Joker bad guy movie. I mean, I feel like that's the that's the next one. Like otherwise they wouldn't have teased him, right? But I don't know. Well, I was talking to another buddy and he was saying like maybe he's gonna be like a Hannibal Lecter. Cause okay. it seemed like Batman already like dealt with him. Maybe. Oh, yeah, that's true. Based on what he was saying. Yeah, so yeah. maybe you'll just get like glimpses of him, and then maybe he'll that. come back for like the third movie. Yeah. But the next will probably be like Hush. That'd be cool. I'm down with that. I do feel like you know we've had a lot of we've had a lot of Joker content, um, you know, <laughs> over yeah. the last like five six years, you know. So like of these movies, so like letting it rest is a good thing in my book. But I do also think that that's like. That's like one of the most marketable villains they have. So I don't know. The money yeah, behind it might say might say otherwise. You know. I wish they just like skip Joker for a little bit. I could. I would be cool if they brought him back like for the final movie. But yeah, I don't know. I like. I still feel like they. They have a reason they put him in the end of the end of this. Because uh, even at the very, very what there was something else at the very very end. Um, is that website? Hang on. Uh, oh, the deleted scene. Yeah, the deleted. Yeah, or what was the deleted scene? Yeah, it was like the it's mid, like the a- mid, the mid credits scene. But there was a like there was a deleted scene with the Joker in it that like they released um, mm. at some point. I didn't watch it because I, I just didn't. I'm like, just, this movie was good on its own. I don't need yeah. to know that another one's coming out or whatever. But I mean, you know, it's it's all the movie. Everything is the movie. Yeah, it it soiled the rest of the movie for me. That's super funny. And that's how I've like, you know, in in my brain because I used to be like the most like stringent spoiler person ever, and I'm like these days I'm just like, ah, I don't know. Like it's it, I I just have to view it as like. It's all my experience of the movie. You know, it's like, okay, from the moment I hear about a movie, that's the movie. <laughs> it starts oh. right then. Like, and that's why marketing is so important. Cause like I, you know, people, everybody just gets in their heads of like, oh, what's a movie going to be like or about. And then, you know, if it's not that, then yeah, it's just, a, you know, it becomes a problem. But, uh, but as it is, it's like, I'm just, you know, even, even the things outside of the movie uh, that you're finding out about the movie, that influences how you view the piece of art in the end. So that makes sense. Like Blair Witch, like the movie, not that great. I don't yeah. even know if I even saw it really, but the marketing for it forever, Amazing. For, forever <laughs> burned into my brain. Dude, like, for real, for real. I mean, it's the same deal as like, uh, what was it? What was the Cloverfield? Oh um, yeah. Cloverfield. I like Cloverfield, Cloverfield was a good though. movie though. And all yeah. of those movies. Well, I couldn't watch it. Give me a headache because of the, the shaky cam. The shaky cam. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I, on the big screen. Like I watched it after the fact on like my cell phone where it was just like, okay, I can, I, I, this isn't like the <laughs> Did only thing. you shake thing. along with it? <laughs> well, it's like, I put it like to the side where it's like, this isn't like the only thing in my vision. I can literally look away and be like, the whole world is not shaky. <laughs> um but regardless uh the the like the story behind that and like the websites behind that and stuff like that like largely a lot of that like i missed out on because like i was so concerned about spoilers and so like 
you know, you just like you you do give up something if you want to go into like a movie and not watch like the trailers or whatever. Um, I think about if I'd gone into like Rogue One, having not seen all of those trailers with the like the misdirects and the like, oh, there's like a TIE fighter thing that never shows up in the movie or whatever. Like it's just it's all part of a uh, part of, you know, my experience of watching that, which I enjoy. So. Mm. Chris, what'd you find out? About what? You were looking at the website, like whatever website. Like, oh you were no, at. there was well. At the, so at the, uh, it's at the end of the at the end of the movie. There's like this website that flashes up uh, on the screen, and it's the the Riddler's website. And there's apparently all these like things that people unlocked, and but like nothing. There's nothing concrete. And now, if you go to it, it says this website has been seized by the Gotham City Police Department. <laughs> That's hilarious. I, yeah. I didn't know that at all. Of like, course. I didn't see that at all. Yeah. Yeah, to search for, uh, I searched for the Batman Riddler website, and then, like, there's websites or articles now about, like, what what was on there. And it was, like, gradually unlocking over time, and people, like, riddles people had to figure out, but then now it's just been seized. One thing I really liked about the movie was how it seemed kind of... Like there was modern technology integrated, but it still had like a classic old school kind of feel, if that mm. makes sense. Mm. Like it was like anachronistic to me almost. I mean, it definitely like, felt like slower, you know, like old movies kind of do. Yeah. I, maybe it was just like all the mob kind of stuff gave me like more of like a a 40s feel. Like that weird mix of like future future and noir stuff yeah. that that the animated series had like all the cars were like these classic looking cars in the animated series not here but i guess the architecture and stuff would be noir looking to me yeah definitely well there's definitely a film noir kind of like look to it um yeah well, so are you guys ready to rate this thing, or uh, do you guys have anything else? Yeah, man, I'm ready to rate it. Yeah, I'm good. What do you rate the Batman? I'm going to give it one Mad Max Fury Road <laughs> out of one Mad Max Fury Road. I mean, that's a pretty good rating. That's a pretty good rating. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10, John. That's that's what you gave it before. So like I, we were saying, it was going to be interesting. Yeah. What you gave it at the like end of the day, and you're stuck. You're stuck I'm with still, it. I'm still there, dude. Like it's still that I mean, masterpiece level. It's real good, dude. I feel like I just rewatched it talking about it. I know. So that, I mean, you know, I like I kind of hammered out some of the negative stuff, but like it's the best Batman movie, I think. Uh, Did I you mean, hammer yeah. negative? I don't. I don't think you guys have said almost anything negative about this movie. Uh, he said that it was kind of cheesy at sometimes, and the Nirvana song threw him off at first. Those are the two <laughs> things I heard. But to be fair, I listened to that song walking around for like the next week. <laughs> <laughs> Just had it on repeat. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. And yeah. it like went to the top of Spotify charts or something. Like really, I didn't realize it, that. Like That's maybe funny. not the top, but like it went up there. That's amazing. Super cool. Yeah, I'm not like for me. It's not like I, mean, I still think the Dark Knight is my favorite. Batman movie, but this one's definitely in second place. Well, all right. So, Cody, thanks for being on the show to review the Batman. Oh, uh, no problem. Dude, uh, we'll have to reconvene after we all watch it again with uh, 
uh, on HBO Max and just, you know, talk about it again. Just re- re-review. Again. Yeah, you know? re-review it. I don't watch things twice, man. Never watch things twice. Okay, cool. Great. Except for The Gladiator. <laughs> Only. Every night. And Hellboy 2, The Golden Army. Oh, wow. That's... Those are two drastically different movies. <laughs> two great movies. <laughs> Dude, the Hellboy movies, I feel like, totally underrated. <laughs> Definitely. Didn't uh, Guillermo del Toro do those? Yeah. I liked them. I liked those yeah. movies. They're yeah. cheesy, but I like yeah, them. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you can find us online at stayintargetpodcast.com, on social at chriswright250. And John Wright 777 And at Stay Pod. Please go to your podcast service of choice, review us, tell your friends about us. We really appreciate it. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay Stay on on Target. Target.